We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Volume. Hoops Tonight is presented by FanDuel. The NBA is back and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. This is my favorite sports betting app that is out there. It is safe and easy to use, easy to get your money in and out. I love that cash out feature. So if you're in good shape with one of your bets and you don't want to risk garbage time, you can get your money out quickly. Use promo code JasonT and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this NBA season. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. one 877 Hope NY or text Hope NY to 467-369 in New York. In Tennessee Redline, dial 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight, presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. Happy Thursday, everybody. We've almost made it to the end of the week, and we are live on AMP. For those of you guys who are watching on YouTube or on the podcast feeds, don't forget that AMP is the very first place 
that you guys can get these breakdowns. Today, we're just going to keep it really simple. We were going to do our power rankings today, but we're going to bump that to Friday. So keep an eye on the feeds tomorrow for our power rankings. Today, we're just going to be reacting to the news that Steph Curry is very likely to miss about a month with a labral injury in his left shoulder. Obviously, very concerning for the Golden State Warriors. Before we get started, though, I'm excited to tell you guys about our new sponsor, Omaha Steaks. We received a box last year for Christmas from one of the vendors that works with my wife's company. And um, I'm very, very excited about this because I am a, I'm very picky with my steaks. I have a buddy, my best buddy, uh, who's like, tries to tell me that you can have a mushroom that tastes like a steak. No, I don't want to hear that. I'm very picky about my steaks. I like good steaks and I know Omaha Steaks makes great steaks. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of a perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steak. Omaha Steaks have put together a delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love nice and easy. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide when you use code HOOPS at checkout to get an additional $40 off your order. Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give a gift that is simply perfect. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites like the delicious butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Don't wait. Order today and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code HOOPS to check out. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code HOOPS at checkout to get an extra $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. All right, so... Steph is going to miss somewhere between 10 and 15 games is my guess. The initial report was a couple of weeks, but then Shams uh, Sharania from The Athletic just put out a report uh, shortly about 10, 15 minutes ago saying that in all likelihood, he's probably going to be out the better part of a month. Um, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to look at this from the glass half empty approach first, and then we'll come at it from a more positive angle here in a couple of minutes. Here's the reality. The Warriors have played 972 possessions without Steph Curry this year, and they've been outscored by 10 points per possession, uh, 10 points per 100 possessions in those minutes. It's been bad. In fact, in totality this year, they are plus 145 on the scoreboard when Steph is on the floor and minus 127 when he's off. If you guys remember when we did our MVP rankings a couple weeks ago, or quarter season awards, uh, which I believe, yeah, was, I think it was one or two weeks ago. Um, I talked about how with Steph in particular, the on-off numbers were so jarring. They're like almost 20 points better per 100 possessions when he's on versus when he's off, that if they could just put together some wins and get towards the top of the standings, he's kind of like a shoe in for MVP because all the other top guys in the league, they've you know been better with them on the floor versus off, but not nearly as valuable as Steph has been to the Warriors. Put it simply, the Warriors have been a travesty this year when Steph is off the floor. So what does that mean? That means it's going to be extremely difficult for them to win games over this stretch. And the unfortunate part is the Warriors didn't bring a ton of urgency to start this season. They were already in the 10 seed before this news came out today. And let's put it let, let's just let's just put it real simply. 
If the Warriors lose ground to the tune of three games in the standings over the course of this month, they will drop to 13th and be ahead of just Houston and San Antonio. If they drop five games on the field over this month, which is unlikely, but certainly on the on the table as a possibility, they'll drop to dead last in the conference, even behind San Antonio. They're only four and a half games up on San Antonio right now. So one of the problems with their lackadaisical approach to start the season is they didn't really buy themselves any margin for error. And so here we are. Steph gets hurt. He's going to be out at least a few weeks, potentially a month, and that could be a problem. What that means is when he comes back, you know, right around that 40-45 game mark of the season, he's going to have to go on one hell of a run at the end of the season just to avoid missing the play-in altogether, let alone hopefully getting out of the play-in and avoiding that specific situation. We talked a lot about this when we were talking about the Warriors in general um, after one of their losses earlier this week. You know, it's just a lot to ask a team that has a severe depth problem to go from, you know, potentially having home court advantage and an easier first round matchup, a chance to kind of gain momentum the way they did last year where Steph was out of the lineup and they got to play the Nuggets with just Jokic and Steph was coming off the bench. They bought themselves enough margin for error that they were able to weather that. Because they started the year, what did they start? 15 and one or something like that to start the season last year, or 14 and one. That's that's off the table now. Now that margin for error is not there. And if things go poorly over this next month, they'll be in a pretty deep hole. So that, that's kind of like the the my initial kind of read on this situation from just acknowledging the realities. You're in you're already a 10th seed. Steph is out a month, and this season you've gotten killed when he's off the floor. But Obviously, the Warriors are going to make every attempt to try to float the ship over the course of this next month and keep themselves alive, as they should. Their starting lineup is still the very best lineup in basketball this year, and they have good reason to have faith there and to keep their faith in that grouping. So let's look at the the glass-half-full approach. I was coaching the Warriors, and I was trying to talk to my guys in a way that kept their belief and helped them realize that they still have a chance I'd start here. First of all, there's some winning, winnable games on the schedule. Going from today, the 15th of December, to the 15th of January, they play the New York Knicks, the Charlotte Hornets, the Detroit Pistons, the Orlando Magic, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Chicago Bulls. Those are all very winnable games without Steph Curry. If you win, let's say you win four out of those six. That can go a long way towards mitigating some of the damage. Because again, if you're gaining ground on the field, you know, these other teams that are in the bottom half of the conference, when we're talking about the Lakers, you know, when we're talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves and some of these other teams that have been struggling, you know, they're likely going to drop about half their games over this stretch as well. So if you can win four or five of these games, that could be enough to keep you in a situation where this damage is very little at that point. But the problem is, as we saw against Indiana last night, when Steph goes out, it's not a guarantee that they'll win, even against a team that is not overly talented. So they need to find some lineup groupings that work well without Steph. So first of all, we don't really know how the starters will look. This year, the um, the starters without Steph, so if you just put in Jordan Poole for Steph Curry, for instance, which is likely what their starting lineup will be, they've only played one possession this year. So we don't really know what that grouping is going to look like this year. But there are some lineups that have played well without Steph this year in decent volume. For instance, the most used non-Steph lineup this year, according to Cleaning the Glass, is 
Jordan Poole with Dante DiVincenzo, Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Lamb, and Draymond Green. That grouping has played 59 possessions. They have a plus seven net rating, which is plus seven per 100 possessions. That's pretty damn good. The other thing we learned, if you guys remember to start the season when they were really, you know, doing these line change type of things, when they were swapping that starting group out and just bringing on the bench, they were struggling. But then they started to stagger a little bit, right? And when they started to stagger, what did we learn? We learned that when they kept Draymond Green alongside Jordan Poole, not only did it raise their defensive floor high enough to give them a chance to hang in those minutes, but it also kind of reined in some of Jordan Poole's recklessness and some of his decision-making, just having a veteran on the floor that's a good decision-maker that just kind of reins him in a little bit. And those groupings have played really well. When Jordan Poole and Draymond Green are on the floor this year without Steph Curry, they are plus seven points per 100 possessions in a decent sample size, 228 possessions. That's really good. So there is enough there to kind of just pile together some lineups that can work. And again, it's not about going undefeated over this stretch or going 10 and five. You all know that that's not realistic. Hell, that's barely been realistic with the team being healthy. But there is a pathway towards just manufacturing some wins. You got to beat the Hornets. You got to beat the Pistons. You got to beat the Magic. You got to beat the Spurs. And if you're going to win those games, you've got to find some groupings that work. Now, if we look at what Steph brings to the Warriors, obviously Steph has turned himself into a positive defensive player at this phase in his career, but that's not really where it's going to be in effect. The biggest effect is offensive creation. I think Steph Curry is the best offensive player potentially of all time. When you really factor in what he does on the ball and what he does off the ball to create high-quality shots for his teammates. The only reason he's not the GOAT is he doesn't impact games defensively the way that Michael Jordan did or LeBron James did or Kobe Bryant did, right? But he offensively is every bit as good as those guys are, if not even better. And so that's the part that you've got to find a place to, to replace. So what that means is Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson are going to have to step up and play really high-level basketball. The other guy I'd really look at here is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins went from what he was in Minnesota, which was a primary shot creator, into a basically a 3-and-D guy, right, for the Golden State Warriors. This year, an extremely low volume. I think he's right around 25 possessions in each of these. He's one point per possession in ISO, which is above average, and 1.04 points per post-up, both of those including passage, uh, including passes, that's above average. So Andrew Wiggins has some experience as a primary shot creator that you can lean on for heavier usage. And so that guy in particular, you got to lean on more. And then you just need Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson to be more consistent. But most importantly, no matter what, the urgency on the defensive end of the floor, which has not been there for the Warriors this year, consistently, especially when they get away from home, that urgency on the defensive end of the floor has to be there every single night. And so that's going to be the challenge for them, especially since like, you know, they're talented enough that if you go into Charlotte or you play Charlotte, you play the Pistons, you play the Magic, you play the Spurs, you will beat those teams if you defend as well as you are capable of, because those teams are young and those teams are sloppy. They let go of the rope. If you bring that defensive effort, you can beat them. So that's the end of the floor that I'd watch really clo uh, really closely. And I'm really curious to see how well that floats. There's two other angles real quickly I want to look at this here. I talked about this when we were talking about uh, Golden State's margin for error earlier this week. But it might be even more 
likely that the Warriors consider being more aggressive in the trade market. Obviously, I think today is actually the official date, December 15th, where all of the contracts signed this summer are eligible for trades. You know, Moses Moody, uh, ironically coming into the season, seemed like the young guy they'd be able to rely on the most. Hasn't really panned out. James Wiseman obviously is in the G League, bouncing back and forth. So at a certain point, you might have to look at moving those two guys as your best opportunity to bring back a player that gives you a better chance of floating over the course of the next month. And, you know, it might be the best thing that could happen to them because they've been really hesitant to make that particular move. Um, obviously, in the interest of keeping this two timelines approach, and that might end up costing them in the playoffs anyway. So hopefully, for the Warriors' sake, this ends up being the thing that kind of breeds some urgency there. But the one last thing I wanted to look at here from the standpoint of keeping the glass half full is the West is wide open. When you're looking at the teams at the top, you're looking at the New Orleans Pelicans, who are very young and injury-prone. Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, injury-prone. And generally speaking in NBA history, you don't see young teams like that end up going on long playoff runs. They just don't understand how to win in that chess match environment for two months. It usually ends up being the, the, the veteran teams that do so. So I'm not overly concerned about them in particular, if, I, if I'm a Warriors fan. Not overly concerned about them. Denver is down to like 28th in defense. They don't play any damn defense. So Denver's not going to be <clears throat> something you're overly concerned about. Phoenix is always like one or two bad games away from letting go of the rope. But the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, his health is a concern. Paul George, his health is a concern. They're, they're starting to look a little old and slow on the wing, although they've been playing better basketball as of late. There is no world-beating team in the Western Conference. This is what is driving most of the Lakers' optimism this year, is the fact that, like, you just don't have to be that good necessarily to win this conference. So it's not ideal. You obviously don't want to have to play in a play-in game or go on the road in the first round to a top seed to then have to play one of the middle seeds in the conference to then have to play a top seed before you inevitably have to play the Bucks or the Celtics coming out of the East. But if there was one year to do it, it would be this year. So it's unfortunate this kind of thing happens. Um, but at the end of the day, the Warriors have two choices. You can, you know, punt, which they're obviously not going to do, or you can try to find some lineup groupings that work, expect Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson to play better, lean a little bit more on Andrew Wiggins, and defend. Defend, defend, defend. Give yourself a chance. This is kind of fortunate in the stance that it happened during a stretch of their schedule where, they, where they've got some winnable games. And if they go, you know, if they win five or six games over the course of this month, they could be coming back here right around the 10th or 11th. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It is an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoops takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. Something I've always been a big believer in. When you try to take projects on yourself, you usually don't know what you're doing. You usually end up making mistakes, and it can be a big headache. And so not only can a professional from Angie get the job done more efficiently, but they also are people that you can support within your community as local businesses. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job is done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. Consider Angie your hub for all your home improvement needs. They can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that will tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. And the app is free and easy to use. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you feeling stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started to see a little more of your scalp? Are you unhappy with your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, and faster growing hair with less shedding. Physician formulated with drug-free ingredients, Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription, or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day and you'll see results in three to six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription. And free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Hoops. That's H-O-O-P-S. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Hoops, H-O-O-P-S. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code Hoops. Concede anyway. We're going to be doing our power rankings today, ranking the top 10 teams in the league. Just so you guys know, from a statistics standpoint, all these stats are uh, as of when I recorded this on Wednesday. So Wednesday night's games have not been factored in. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Jason LT so you guys don't miss any show announcements or video breakdowns that we do And then last but not least, for whatever reason, you guys miss one of these videos and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under hoops tonight. All right, let's talk some basketball. So number 10, the Golden State Warriors. Yes, they're terrible on the road, 2-12 and on the road, but they're just as good at home, 12-2 and at home. And it appears to mostly be associated with effort. So for instance, they're 29th in defensive rating on the road. They are third in defensive rating at home. That's a pretty big difference. They're 29th in defensive rebound percentage, or excuse me, in overall rebound percentage on the road, but they are 15th in def- uh, in rebounding percentage at home. So they're competing a lot better on the glass at home. Then they're also just really sloppy with the basketball. They're 28th in turnover percentage on the road. So 
I think it's fixable. I think it's effort-related, kind of championship malaise stuff. They don't deserve to be anywhere near the top of this list, obviously, but they're still the defending champs, and they're still the team that I am picking to win the championship, and they demonstrated that with that resounding win over the Boston Celtics on Saturday night. All right, number nine, the Philadelphia 76ers. So they're 15-12, and 12, but they are 10-5 and 5 since November 12th, which is the fourth-best record in the league over that span. They're also fourth in defense over that span. They are 7-6 and six this season against teams that are 500 or better. Anytime you're over 500 in that category, I at least think it's worth keeping an eye on. Preferably, if you're a contender, you hope to win about two-thirds of those games, but 7-6 and six is pretty solid. They do play down to their competition a lot, though. They've lost six times this year to teams that are below 500. Joel Embiid has been arguably the best player in the league over the last 10 games. He's averaging 37 in that span. And then Tyrese Maxey should be coming back. James Harden came back a couple weeks ago. He's starting to get his legs back underneath him. He's had a couple of big games. He had 15, 21 and 15 assists against the Kings the other night. Um, so I think with Tyrese Maxey coming back and with them having their defense in order, they've also gotten a lot better in transition defense, which has been a weakness of theirs. Joel Embiid playing like the best player in the world. I think they're going to go on a big run in January. All right, number eight. The Los Angeles Clippers. So they're 16 and 13. They did start two and four, but they're 14 and nine in their last 23 games. They're actually sitting pretty damn well if you really factor in the bad luck they've had with keeping Kawhi Leonard and Paul George actually available and on the court. They're winning with their defense, which again, as I always say, is going to keep you in games and give you a chance to win more nights than not. They're fifth in defensive rating on the season. Their offense has been terrible all year. They're 28th in offensive rating, but so much of that has to do with the fact that they haven't had their stars available. I talked about this a lot over the course of the last week. Having superstar production to rescue possessions, attack specific mismatches, and to generate advantages that your role players can capitalize on, that really is the difference between bad offenses and good offenses. This is such a good example of this. So they're 28th as a team in offensive rating this year, but when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are on the floor together, they're scoring 118 points per 100 possessions, which is really, really good. They're actually plus 18 net per 100 possessions when the two of them are on the floor, excellent on both ends, and 6-2 and two overall in games when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both play. So it's kind of the opposite of the Lakers situation. The depth has kept them afloat in the standings while they've had health issues, and then Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is what allows them to capture their ceiling. Whereas for the Lakers, their lack of depth is making it so that even though LeBron James and Anthony Davis are available, they haven't been able to win nearly enough games even to stay afloat in the standings. And then the Clippers were kind of waiting on their signature win, and they got it against Boston on Monday night. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard both kind of resoundingly outplayed Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and got a huge win, one by 20, kind of just adds some legitimacy to their recent success in their schedule. Number seven, the Denver Nuggets. So they're 16 and 10. They're second in offense for the season, but they keep falling further and further behind things on defense. They're now 28th in defensive rating. Just like we were talking about with the Sacramento Kings a while back, if you don't defend, you're going to struggle to beat good teams. And that's exactly what we're seeing with the Nuggets. They are 7-8 and eight against teams that are 500 or better, and they are 9-2 and two against teams that are below 500. So they're going to have to figure out some things on defense. The big silver lining and the thing that should have Nuggets fans really excited right now is that Jamal Murray looks like he's back. He had that massive game winner. Uh, I think he had like 22 and hit like a nasty step back game winner against the Portland Trailblazers the other night. And then he followed that up with 30 points on 19 shots against the Utah Jazz in a big win 
Um, he's averaging 22 and five on 61% true shooting in his last seven games. So if Jokic and Murray are back, that's when we can start to really get excited about the Denver Nuggets ceiling. But they are going to have to figure out some things on the defensive end of the floor. Number six, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're 17 and 11. 12th in offense for the season, but second defense and creeping ever so closely towards the Bucks for that top spot in defense. They did have a bad loss in San Antonio the other night, though. There's some interesting stuff going on with the Cavs in their lineup data, which is something that I've been on all season. Like, I really like all of these players in a vacuum, right? Like, I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Darius Garland. I like Evan Mobley. I like Jared Allen. But... Whenever you play two small guards together, you open yourself up to a lot of things that can hurt you in the defensive end of the floor and in rebounding and contested rebounding situations. So when we look, these numbers are according to cleaning the glass, which filters out garbage time. The Cavs have a plus 1.2 net rating with both Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland on the floor, which is not very good. But then when you swap one of them out, so if Garland is on and Mitchell is off, they are plus 6.4, which is really good. And then with Mitchell on and Garland off, they're plus 9.3, which is outstanding. So as you can see, they're doing really well with Donovan Mitchell in all their length and athleticism on defense. They're doing really well with Darius Garland in all their length and athleticism on defense. But when you put the two of them on the floor together, they're struggling. And we've seen that specifically hurt them in crunch time, situa- crunch time situations this year. It just It's the problem with trying to build a roster around two small guards that don't defend. I've said this before, I'll say it again, I know Cleveland fans get upset when I do, but I would be blowing up Masai Ujiri's phone and begging him to do something along the lines of a Darius Garland for OG and Anobi switch. I don't care what has to be thrown in there to make it all work. I just think that gives you the best defense in the league with OG and Anobi, who's been arguably the defensive player of the year without the Allen Mobley front court. OG Ananobi's made a lot of improvements offensively. They've got a lot of guys that are knocking down threes at a high rate. And then Donovan Mitchell is arguably the MVP of the league, depending on who you ask. I don't have him there, but he's in that conversation. So that would be the direction that I would go if I was the Cavs. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to play out the season, and I think they'll end up getting beat in the postseason by that specific matchup issue. Number five, the Brooklyn Nets. So they've won 71% of their games since November 4th, which ranks second in the league. They're 17-12 and 12 overall, which is the seventh best record in the league. KD is having his best two-way season since 2017, playing like an MVP. And then Kyrie Irving is starting to kind of round into his vintage form. He had a really, really <clears throat> impressive win, uh, game the other night uh, against the uh, Washington Wizards on the road when he really dragged him back into that game in the second quarter when they got off to a sloppy start. Plus, most importantly, the role players are helping now. TJ Warren's back. He's playing well. You don't want Navi's playing really well. You know, they've got a bunch of guys shooting over 40% from three. Seth Curry's been incredible. Ben Simmons is now back into the lineup. They're starting to look very much like a championship contender. They just need a signature win. They had an opportunity against Boston a while back, didn't get the deal done. They They need to find that signature win that reminds them of what they're capable of on the biggest stage. Number four, the Memphis Grizzlies. So they've won six in a row, eight out of nine. They have the best record in the league since November 25th, which is what, three weeks or so? Um, They're fourth in offense or second in defense over that span, and they're doing it all without Desmond Bain. And with John Morant going through his first real significant shooting slump uh, um, of the season, he hasn't really been able to make jump shots or free throws for the last three weeks or so. Um, there are seven. The way they're compensating for that is there are seven Memphis Grizzlies right now that are averaging double figures over this nine-game span. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. 
is just has just been unbelievable. He's giving Brooke Lopez a run for his money as that best like rim protecting stretch five that we have in the league. He's making in this nine game span, he's making two threes per game at forty three percent, and he's blocking three point four shots per game, which is just ridiculous. Um, and then John Morant, you know. Uh, we've talked a lot about his jump shot, which started the season really hot. It's cooled off a little bit. Obviously, he has some defensive limitations. But he's having a really nice playmaking season. He's averaging a career-high eight assists per game. Memphis has scored 250 points on 234 possessions when John Morant has passed out of isolation or pick and roll, which is really, really good. He's another guy who's a bona fide MVP candidate at this point in the season. All right, number three, the New Orleans Pelicans. Kind of similar to Memphis, they're playing really well despite having some bad injury luck. They have tons of depth on the wing and tons of ball handling, which are two of the most important things in the league right now, which is allowing them to manufacture wins. They are tied for first place in the West with Memphis at 18-9. and They did get rolled in Utah the other night to stop a seven-game winning streak. Uh, but they have the best record in basketball over the last month at 12-3. and They have the best defense in the league over that stretch. And Zion has been really good on both ends of the floor during that stretch, which is interesting. Since November 12th, the Pels are 10-2 and when Zion plays. He's averaging 26 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists during that span on 67% shooting. And he's averaging 2.2 stocks per game. That steals plus blocks. So he's starting to make some more impact plays on the defensive end of the floor. Herb Jones is back now. Brandon Ingram should still be coming back soon enough. You know, if if in the event, I still think the Warriors are the best team in the West, and I'd put the Clippers at number two still because of what we've seen with their ceiling with Kawhi and Paul George. But in the event that those two trick things off for one reason or another, the Pelicans right now are my pick for the team that would get out of the West if that were to happen. Number two, the Milwaukee Bucks. They're 20-7, first in defense, although, like I said, Cleveland is kind of creeping up on them, 18th in offense. But this is where it gets exciting. When Chris Middleton, this is according to Cleaning the Glass, when Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo are on the floor together, the Bucks have an offensive rating of 119, which is great. So all the stuff that we've been talking about with offense, I thought Chris Middleton being out had a huge part to do. Uh, had a, played a huge role into that, especially in the half court. With him being back, even though Chris hasn't even really gained his rhythm back, they're scoring at a really, really effective rate when the two of those guys are on the floor. So their offense should trend up quickly here in the coming weeks. Um, obviously, Chris Middleton is still getting his rhythm back, um, but his spot-up shooting and playmaking in particular is going a long way to helping them on the offensive end of the floor. They had a really impressive win against Golden State on uh, Tuesday night, sending a message that they still have that championship-level ceiling. The number one, where they've been all season, the Boston Celtics. Still the best record in the league at 22-7. and seven. A couple of disappointing losses to Golden State and the Clippers. Uh, Jason Tatum had a couple of rough games. You know, obviously it's on the road. Uh, kind of fell back into some of their old tendencies, over-penetrating, driving into the teeth of the defense, attempting bad shots over help defense instead of kicking to um, all of their great spot-up players. Uh, they lost their identity a little bit, but they ended the road trip on a high note. Really impressive win against the Lakers on a night when LeBron James and Anthony Davis were downright magnificent um, and, and, and kind of had a, a uh, an opportunity to let go of the rope there down 13 with four minutes left. And instead, they just grinded out a nice overtime win. 
everything with Boston comes down to their ability to maintain their identity when the chips are down in high stakes environments. Makes it hard to evaluate them during the regular season because they're so damn talented that they're kind of just going to beat everyone's ass. Um, during the 82-game regular season. They need lots of reps in high-stakes environments to continue to confront that ugly side of themselves and overcome it, which is something that they've struggled with even into this season. So it's hard to really tell what their ultimate ceiling is until we see them on that big stage again with an opportunity to kind of erase that memory. Um, But for right now, I think they're clearly the best team in this regular season to this point. All right, guys, that is all I have for today. Saturday morning, we'll be coming back with breakdowns of a bunch of the games from Friday night. As always, I sincerely appreciate your guys' support, and I will see you next time. The Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.